Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, 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 no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 What day is this? February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Oh, Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Jay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for our three-hour ride on this Friday morning. What open phone lines for you? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, we can't wait for the Super Bowl. I know I can't wait. We got to wait a couple, uh, still another week. But you know what? We're going to go through this weekend with zero football. Zero football. But, you know, what's still on the front burner is what the Bears could do here in the future. You know, I came in here guns blazing. Because the more I think about it, and the more I listen to all the nonsense out there, ooh, Colin Cowherd says Caleb might not want to be there. Guess what? If Caleb Williams wants to play in the NFL and the Bears decide he's the guy they want to pick, that's it. Hey, Caleb. We got an opportunity for you here. Guess what? Our roster is improving. Guess what? Our defense is pretty damn good. Guess what? We also have the ninth pick, and we may add another receiver to DJ Moore. Guess what? We've got like $70 million in cap space. We're going to have a really good situation for you. We have upgraded our offensive coaching staff. Let's go. This city is an embarrassment at times, and it's my home. I'm a Chicagoan through and through. And I'm so disappointed. We've got the 22nd ranked quarterback, but oh my God, we can't let him go. We've got to put a statue up for him. Who could think of getting rid of him? Really? You don't aspire to greatness. That's an embarrassment. Name me since Michael Jordan. Who's the true, like, oh my God star we've had in this town? Derrick Rose? He blew his ACL. We never won anything. Through no fault of his own, it happened. Patrick Kane? Three Stanley Cup championships. Yeah. It's hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like... It was cool. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I watch the hockey games. I like it. The All-Stars weekend is this week. I'll watch it. Sure. It's hockey. It's not like the whole city doesn't get swept up like they do if the Bears win. That's correct. The Cubs? Great. 2016 was awesome. Mm-hmm. What happened after that? Did we push all our chips in? Let's go. Game on. Nope, we didn't. We got Jose Quintana, Wade Davis, and then we got rid of everybody, and we've been trying to climb back since. Sure. The White Sox? Stop yourself. You want another stadium. You've never spent $100 million on a player. Your team is predicted to win 63 and a half games as the over-under in Vegas. That's a joke. Here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. Go ahead. I just tell the truth. It's a joke. 
that that is the team you've put together? And you fired your executives and you promoted the guy who runs your minor league system, which is not very good. Here on, the, mean, here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. Correct. Yes. And the Bears have been an embarrassment for 30-plus years. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. And in this town, how can we not demand greatness? Uh-huh. Let's be better. And then I hear, boy, there might be some concern. It's a really tough market to come in here if you're Caleb. Really? Tough market. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Does the media really go after you here? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Does the fan base go after you here? If you're a good guy, you work hard, you run the ball out the first, or you take a big hit in the football game and pop back up? They're throwing parades for Justin. He's the 22nd-ranked quarterback. Great kid. Great kid. He's never thrown for 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. No. He's never thrown for 30. We've never had a quarterback throw for 30. Damn. But heaven forbid we've got the number one pick. Whether it's David Shaw or Sean Payton, we got audio from him. This guy is generational, man. Whoever gets him, you got a chance here. No, absolutely not. Because we live in a life of mediocrity here in Chicago, and we embrace it, and that's an effing joke. It all sucks. Well, I would say this, that I wouldn't paint a broad brush and say that all the media is is soft or all of the fans that we talk to every day are huggable, that they want to hug their athletes. There's a number of media members in Chicago and also fans that hold teams and players accountable, and rightfully so. It's still a major market. I think that sometimes that we here at ESPN 1000 comes across as completely foreign to some fans because we hold our teams accountable, maybe, again, to a strong extent. And I think that's the way you do it. I mean, I don't compare us to New York or Los Angeles or Houston. I think that we, isolated as a Chicago sports fandom, are scorned because we haven't won a lot of championships. But we still have to hold our teams and ownership accountable. And I'm not saying there aren't people that do that. Yeah. What I'm saying is this reputation that this is a really tough town. Is Caleb able to handle how tough Chicago is? Mm -hmm. My ass. Tough town. Hey, Caleb, you threw for 31 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and 3,700 yards. Oh, my God, they'll be throwing flowers at him. Yes. Shea had a great line when we were meeting this morning. Mm -hmm. If Caleb Williams is 50% of what people are saying he is, Almost a 10 out of 10 prospect. That's a win. Yeah. He's the greatest quarterback we've ever had. Sure. If he's 75%, he's a top 10 guy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if he is what they say he is, oh my God, he becomes at some point after his career's over on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago sports icons. Cool. And, and we're running from this because this tough town, man, I don't want to go to Chicago. It's too hard. Oh, stop. <laughs> now, hey, there there are, hey, listen, there is accountability issues in some parts in this city, but not on this show or now on this station. We're going to hold our teams and our players accountable. It, is it so tough that he can't leave? A perfect example is uh, like a Jack McDowell going from the White Sox to the Yankees. 
he could not handle being with the Yankees. He flipped off the Yankees fans. You remember this, right? In Yankees pinstripes, they were booing his ass because he had a bad inning, and he flipped off the Yankees fans. It's like, oh, boy, he's having a hard time being handled the media and the pressure that is New York. Here in Chicago, yeah, there's a certain amount of pressure for sure. That's for anybody. But in this market, yeah, we're going to hold you accountable. There's no question about that. But it's not so much that, oh, Caleb can't be in Chicago because it's way too rough. No. You do your job, you're going to be beloved. You do your job, you'll have a restaurant downtown. Correct. <laughs> you know? Caleb's place will be a hell of a restaurant. and There'll be tons of people in there if he's as good as we hope he is. So, so Cap, to your point, Colin Cowherd, you know, from out of town in Los Angeles. This is the herd. Colin Cowherd, there he is talking about Caleb Williams. Now, here's the thing. Cowherd will paint himself as some kind of USC insider. He has for years. Mm-hmm. Like he knows the program inside and out. And not saying that he does not, but he's, he came across as if he knows exactly what's happening with Caleb Williams. And he says that Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this. Where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Damn! Thoughts there from Colin Cowherd. Okay, Colin, are you reporting this, or is this another speculation? This is a guy who, three months ago, didn't know the Bears had the Carolina Panthers pick. You remember this? Yes, I do. Yes. So, that's I, a, that, that, you could hear that. It's wrapped in opinion, Cap. It's wrapped in opinion. There's no sourcing there. Correct. He, he, he's trying to paint the dots geographically by saying that it would be best for Caleb Williams to be with Dan Quinn in Washington because of family. It's not because of any, any football reason. Absolutely not. Okay, so, Tim, on Twitter, how can you say if the Bears want Williams at the cap, man, that he has to come here? He can refuse and force them to trade like Elway and Manning did, Eli. This isn't about the fans or the Bears. Williams can force their hand. No, he cannot. He cannot. He's going to get a four-year deal with a fifth-year option for a lot of money. Yes. A lot and if he plays well, he's going to be stupid wealthy. Yes. The Bears could say, okay, you don't want to come here? We're drafting you. Good luck sitting out. You've already left college. Where are you going to go? If they want him, he's theirs. They are not going to trade the pick if he goes, well, I really would rather be in Washington. Montez Sweat admitted, yeah, I thought I was going to Atlanta. That I'm from down there. Mm-hmm. That's where I thought I was headed. I just wanted to get paid wherever I was going because I want to protect my family in a violent sport. I love it in Chicago. You remember this. Yes. Two weeks in. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is awesome. The locker room here is way better than it was in Washington. Culture. Love playing for this guy, Eberflus. The culture in here is great. Mm -hmm. If Caleb Williams wants to play for Washington because his family's there, he grew up there, that's cool. Guess what? They have the number two pick. If Ryan Poles does all his work and goes, we're taking that kid, then he's a Chicago Bear. Yeah, it's as he simple as that. He doesn't drive the bus, uh, Tim. That's 
just how it is. Uh, again, we have gone through this uh, numerous times, Cap. There are a lot of reasons that people are coming up with to not have Caleb Williams as a Chicago Bear. A lot of reasons because of their love of Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And once again, I will say that you can fan how you want to fan. You can love Justin Fields. That's great. But I'm a fair fan of the Chicago Bears. And I want what's best for the Bears for the team to be able to grow from three wins to seven wins. And that, I mean, to, so I'm not a fan of one individual player for the Bears. I'm a Bears fan because I'm a fan of the team. Mm-hmm. What's best for the team. Now, there is something that is true that Colin Cowherd said in that soundbite that we just heard. 37 seconds of Colin Cowherd. A lot of it's wrapped in hyperbole and mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. but there's one truth that he did say, and that's... There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this. Where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. It's the last three seconds. Damn. Developing a quarterback properly to be able to be a winner. That last three seconds out of the 37 seconds we just played there, that last one is something that we can really pick apart, which is true. This is why that there's fear in the streets about Caleb Williams because, well, we've never seen that. When we do the, the whole thing about Chicago and talk about, well, you know, the Bears have never been able to know what a, a real quarterback looks like, that is true. That is true. Agreed. Not, not since McMahon. And then that was even a glimpse here and there because people don't remember. McMahon was in and out because of injury. And you had to rely on the backups and the running game and the defense to win games because McMahon wasn't healthy all the time. He all, it was always something with him from an injury standpoint. So what, the last three seconds of what he says, Cap, is absolutely true. The fear that's out there, and I don't know if that's the case in the Caleb Williams camp, but the Bears have never developed a quarterback. So is there pressure from that regard where it's like Caleb's like, hey, man, you're going to be the man because look at all these quarterbacks before you. You have to be the man. I think he embraces that instead of running runs away from it. If he doesn't embrace the opportunity he's been given, there's it's not like he's walking in here as Brock Purdy, the seventh round pick, just trying to fit in with a bunch of all pros around him. He's coming in here. I'll be the greatest quarterback that the Bears have ever seen in an amazingly passionate sports town. Oh my God. I Dude, Michael retired 25 years ago from here. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? I understand. Evaluate the kid. They just put a, a brand new offensive staff together. The coordinators from the QB collective, as is Justin, and so is Caleb. They're tailoring everything to him. They spent a ton of money to get Thomas Brown. He's interviewing for head coaching jobs. He would have gotten an OC job. The Bears are paying him way above scale. Hey, come here, pass game coordinator. You work with Waldron. We get this kid, and we build this thing right. We're all going to eat well, Mm -hmm. and you'll get a job out of it. I promise you. Yeah. So what are we doing here? I, I just, it stuns me how this city marries itself to mediocrity. That's because that's all we've been eating for years and generations and decades. 
because that's what people are used to. When the, White, when the Cubs won the World Series championship, so many people in the streets were crying. I remember doing the post-game show right here in this studio. It was one of them. Talking to people from, from coast to coast and around the world. France, Germany, calling in on these on these phone lines, crying. I was listening to you driving back with Todd Hollinsworth from Cleveland because I had to come back here. Danny wanted me to work right away early in the morning. I got dropped off out here at like, I don't know, 8 a.m.? Yeah. We drove all night. Yeah. And I remember listening to you, and I'm like, he just took a call from Japan. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I'm a Cubs fan here in Tokyo, and we're sobbing in the house. Yes. Yes. But you understand why those tears happen. Yes. You, don't, you understand why I was crying in Beverly when the White Sox won the World Series at a bar. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because my dad didn't see it, but I was able to see our White Sox as a White Sox family win a World Series championship. Right. But I'm, I'm not getting off track. I'm just saying that the reason why you say why we accept mediocrity, because that's all we've seen. We've only seen those Sylvie pop-up championships. That's why, Cap. Correct. But, but, but to your point, I understand what you're saying. You're saying, well, just because it's happening doesn't mean you have to accept it. You, have to, you don't have to accept mediocrity. You should always strive for the best. And at this particular time, back-to-back years, the Bears are going to try to get the best with the number one pick. Traded it last year to get DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. This year, you're not trading it to Washington. You're not. Unless you feel in your due diligence, in your homework, we like Caleb Williams, but Drake May is just a better guy. If that's how you feel, that's fine. That's part of their evaluation. But he's saying that they should just the Bears should just sidestep and just give it to Washington. Eh, I'd rather no. not. Sorry. Yeah, I'd rather not. If if the kid is the guy, then that, that, then your question's answered. Yes. Guess what? Sorry, we have the number one pick. Yes. That's it. It's a fact. But when you when, again when you talk about this mediocrity. Where, where have we seen those championships? You mentioned the Blackhawks, which is great. It is hockey. But again, any championship, beggars can't be choosers. I'll take them all. I'll take the Sky Championship. I'll take the Hawks Championship. But I loved it. I was at all the Blackhawks Championships. I loved it. Yes. It's great. No, it's, it, I mean, it's great. But, but I'm talking about the Chicago Bears. Yes. Yeah. Why do we accept all this mediocrity? Why should the Bulls just float off into the ether? The trade deadline's coming up. Yep. I saw Stephen Adams is moving from, um, I think, to Houston. Yeah, all these teams are uh, going out and getting whether it's a you know a solid addition or a star addition. How come the Bulls will do nothing and it's tolerated? It's accepted. Yeah, well, uh, just be able to do something. The Stephen Adams thing, he's going to be injured for the rest of the season. This is like a salary dump, but that just anything to be able to make sure that your team's better for now and the future. I got to clear some room, move that. Let's yeah. do that. We don't do anything. Yeah. How about trading Lonzo Ball's carcass and his money so you can open up a slot? Damn. Do we try to do anything like that? Nope. Nope. Max Struess, local kid, did we try to bring him home last summer? He said I would have been very interested. Nope. We do nothing, and we tolerate it in this town and mass, and it's a joke. It's a joke. We're the best sports city, and I've always said that. Best sports city in America is Chicago because we support our athletes. Worst sports city because we don't demand excellence. Yes. The owners should feel uncomfortable. I'm telling you, they should feel uncomfortable that they do nothing and we just like dogs licking up a bowl. Oh, there's some water in the street. I'm thirsty. Give it to me. I'm good. Yep. Oh, you got the new City Connect jersey? 
Yeah, let me call Dino's and see if they've got it up in the Glen. Really? You just keep lining their pockets and tolerating the garbage that gets fed to us on a regular basis. And this is why we talk ad nauseum about what the Bears' future could be, because imagine being able to stockpile draft picks, having back-to-back number one picks, and then put yourself in position to be a perennial champion. That's what it comes down to, trying to build the right way. The reason why that there is somewhat panic in the streets and some pessimism cap is because we've never been here before. Right. You, you, I mean, I'm talking about in our lifetime. We've never been here before. This is why when you talk about this, as we are this morning, there's a lot of people driving to work or listening to the show, and they're saying, okay, so we again, we have the number one pick, and uh, but, but I like Justin Fields because that's the last quarterback I saw in a Bears uniform, so we're going to stick with him, right? It's the unknown because we've never been here before. Two number one picks, back-to-back seasons, trying to build it from the ground up. Usually the Bears just throw money in the holes. Right. And, and you can't say that we haven't said this collectively or as, a, as our own shows where we say, spend money on this and spackle that hole, spackle that hole. You know, you, you guys can't be cheap. Keep throwing money at the situation. Where Ryan Poles is saying, I'm going to build this. We're going to spend some money, but we're going to build this through the draft and free agency methodically to the point where it's a winner when he got here after he got done tearing it up with older guys what we had no blue chip players right all of a sudden now you look you're like wow darnell Wright, all rookie that's a blue chip right there hmm number one pick quarterback that'd be a blue chip wow uh jalen johnson absolutely a blue chip jaquan brisker kyler gordon all of a sudden you're like wow Montez Sweat, hmm, roster looks better. Not where it's got to be, looks better. Listen, Colin Cowherd is, is similar to us or people that are behind a microphone that can throw out hyperbole and thoughts and just an opinion and try to wrap it as fact. You know, when we are saying something, it is sourced or it's just a strong opinion. Cowherd is a master, does a master class every morning of rapping hyperbole and try to make it sound like fact. So a, a perfect example is this. Cowherd a week ago saying that the Bears would outbid everyone for Cliff Kingsbury just to make Caleb Williams happy. Why did the Bears quickly get Luke Getzi out of here? They are sending a message. Who you like will hire. So the Bears... No, this is very this is very big for him. If it's a bidding war, the Bears will outbid everybody to get Kingsbury because they don't want Caleb pushing back, not interested. So this is very much about the, the Bears are sending signals. There's a lot of stuff working behind the scenes here. Antonio Pierce wants him, and they don't have a quarterback. Kingsbury, who has called Caleb the single most talented, and he had Mahomes, the single most talented quarterback at his age I've ever seen. He recruited Kyler Murray and had Mahomes. So... Caleb and his dad really into Kingsbury. And so for the Bears, this is not just like a news story. <laughs> Bears never even got a, d- decided to have a second interview with Kingsbury. Now he's with the Raiders. Yes. Shay, you know what that is? What we just heard right there? That is the equivalent of you getting a, a whole bunch of yarn, got a map up here on your wall, and you're just doing conspiracy theory. I'm yeah, Charlie Kelly and Always Sunny. That's what he's doing. Try, right trying to figure out what, what the who uh, Penn Silvia is, whatever the joke is. I mean, I mean, seriously, he's just got he's got that map out, right? He's got pictures on a map, just like the you know, just like the law does, like the police do. And he's got a spool of yarn. And he's just going from 
uh, to Oakland to Kingsbury, and he's got to spool a thread over to Eberflus to Chicago. It's like, what? Right. Wrapped in hyperbole. And again, strong opinion, fine. But again, what it comes down to is Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick in the draft, and more than likely the Bears will take him. And you just have to accept that as fact. Right. I'm going, I said this to you, and I've stayed consistent on this. I'm going to ride or die with Ryan Poles. I like what he's done. I like the guy. I think he's a very smart man. I think he has had a great upbringing in the Kansas City organization. And guess what? If he evaluates all this and goes, the best thing for us is keep adjusting. Let's go. Let's go. That's That's what he says. I'm going to believe in him because he knows a hell of a lot more football than I'll ever know. I think he's going to move him and draft a new quarterback. That's what I believe. We'll see. Yeah. I, okay, can you give me another opinion that you've heard or read someplace where Colin Coward says that Caleb Williams doesn't want to be here? Have you seen that anywhere else? No. I mean, outside of a few of our callers saying that, well, I don't like it because he paints his nails or because he, he cries to his bob. Like, uh, what I care about is that arm and, that, and the way he's able to have that vision. All those Saturday nights, Cap. It's, a, it's, a, it's really amazing that I'm still with Peacock because those Saturday nights, Hun will go out Friday night. Saturday night, that's college football. And she's fine with it because I'm watching those late-night USC games. Right. right. And I'm watching those games on FS1, and I'm watching a guy with a cannon of an arm, with, with vision down the field that can run with the football. I'm like, this guy's a leader. Never mind about how their defense wasn't very good. Caleb Williams himself was carrying that team as best he could. I mean, yeah. I saw someone that was a complete difference maker. And you know me, I'm a college football fan, so I just I focus and I look at what I enjoy on Saturdays. But there's some certain athletes on Saturdays that I say, boy, I can't wait to see that player play on Sundays. Caleb Williams is one of those guys. Yeah. He's wildly talented. Does he have to be coached properly? Of course. And learn how to be a pro and understand the NFL? Yeah, all of it. All of it. Why do you think they're changing the offensive coaching staff? Why do you think they're going to continue to try and upgrade around him? They're going to get a center. They're going to upgrade the O-line. They're going to draft a receiver or sign one. It, the offense, he's going into about as good a system or a good a situation as you'll find for a guy getting taken with the number one pick. Now, here's the thing, Cap. We'll talk about it now, but we'll talk about it as we get close to the draft because I'll, I'll make a note of it is if Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick for the draft and he's going to be the starting quarterback next year, we already know there's going to be an adjustment from his time in college, USC, to the pros because it works quicker. The defense gets off the ball so quickly, they're already in your kitchen in three seconds or less. So he's got to get used to that. He isn't going to have that solid offensive line he had at USC. What I wonder is, is the adjustment that he'll have to make offensively knowing, hey, man, you don't have to throw the football 50 times for us to win. And that adjustment, where it's like, hey, you got a good running game here. Utilize your running game. Hey, you got a uh, tight end and Cole Komet. There's the adjustment. Can he go from understanding, I don't have to throw the football 50 times, to, hey, just be able to get the ball down the field. You don't have to make big plays with your arm every single play. That's the adjustment there. And the other thing is, too, hopefully with this offense, it doesn't look like a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team. Where, where, where tall grass, you got to run the football 35 times, like, and you only got to throw it five yards because the wind conditions at Soldier Field. No. The guy has an arm. I hope that the Bears can be able to blend what they used to do to something new offensively. Yes. Make sense? You got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to throw the ball. 
period. You know, because over the years, you know what it has looked like? Hey, man, those wind conditions, that tall grass, just run the football. Buffalo's able to throw the ball because they got a guy that has a cannon for an arm. Kansas City, it's not exactly tropical. Right. They throw the football. Green Bay, they throw the football. Let's go. The good news is you hire an offensive coordinator who throws the hell out of the football. Mm -hmm. Like, not really super interested in uh, establishing the run. They'll run a bit. They'll throw off play action. But Shane Waldron, make no mistake, it's not the Kingsbury air raid, but that ball's going to be in the air. That's what I, you know, that's what I want, Shay. You know, that's what I want. I want, you know, nothing wrong with a nice running game, but it can't be exclusively that. I want that ball in the air. No, no excuses. Because there's where the NFL is today. I've seen kind of similar offenses all my life with the Chicago Bears. And, no, hey, nothing wrong with Walter Payton. Nothing wrong with running the football over the year. But, I mean, you've got to get in the air as well. Yeah, and uh, the kid from Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, he got plenty of carries now. It's not like they won't run the football. So, yeah. So you heard what Kyle Hurd said. We played that soundbite for you. It says that Caleb Williams doesn't want to be here in Chicago. Does it stop you from drafting him? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and I will take your phone calls. Don't forget we got Shot or No Shot. That's all part of the mix. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on YouTube on the ESPN Chicago channel. Here's today's headlines Headline. with Cap and Jay Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. All the head coaching vacancies in the NFL are now filled. The Washington Commanders. I've hired Cowboys defense coordinator Dan Quinn to be their next head coach yesterday. I thought everybody said you got to get an offensive coach now. All these coaches getting hired, a bunch of them are defensive guys. The Bulls have the night off tonight, but we'll play the Kings tomorrow night at the United Center, likely without Patrick Williams and Dalen Terry, both banged up with foot injuries. The NHL All-Star Game set for tomorrow will start at 2 p.m. Blackhawks will not have a representative in the game with Connor Bedard, who was elected to it, still injured. Sixers star Joel Embiid suffered a lateral meniscus injury this week when Jonathan Kaminga fell on his knee. No current timetable for his return. Jay Moore! Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Captain Jay Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So glad that you're with us. Hope that you're going to have a great Friday and a great weekend as we talk to you about Chicago sports, and in particular, the Chicago Bears. And so... Colin Coward says that Caleb Williams doesn't want to be in Chicago. Does it stop you from drafting him? Also, there was another soundbite cap that uh, was sent to us. Was it Nicholas? Uh, us yeah, yeah, our guy Nicholas yeah. Bergenzer. Yeah, was talking about this whole thing about how um, that the Bears would trade out of one. See, it's one thing for you to get one source, one guy you trust to say, you know, what if the Bears trade out of one? That doesn't mean that they're going to do that. Correct. It's something that... I'll get a call, you'll get a call, and there's theories that are thrown back and forth. You know, the Bears could trade out a number one. And he cuts on the air, this is the herd from Los Angeles. Right. Let me tell you, the Bears are going to trade out of one, and here's why. Well, that doesn't mean that that's what they're going to do. It's just a thought. Do you remember, like, three or four weeks ago, there's a parody account, Wesley Steinberg out of New York. Mm-hmm. I had to quit following him because it's ridiculous, but it's a parody account. Yes. And he writes... Yeah, Caleb Williams has made it clear he does not want to be a bear. 
and all these people are tweeting at it, all the Justin Fields stands. Mm-hmm. See, I told you at the cap, man, you didn't want to be here. That's a parody account. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, stop. Do you remember when Joe Burrow was coming out? Yes. There was a bunch of noise. Joe Burrow doesn't want to go to the Bengals because they've never really developed a franchise quarterback. And guess what Cincinnati said? Hmm. Block out the noise and take the best guy. My buddy Phil Atochian from the Tape Never Lies Network, great show. Yeah. He's listening to us. He said, dude, block out the noise and take the guy. Yes. Just take the best player. Do your evaluations. If you think it's Jaden Daniels, if you think it's Michael Penix, if you think it's Jonathan Hood, or if you think it's Caleb Williams, you pick the guy you think's the best, and then you bat the hatches down and you support him. Period. As simple as that. Whoever it is. They just want the Bears to win. I, I, we never get to that bottom line enough. I know we do on this show, but I'm talking about this station and as a Bears fandom. We never get to that bottom line of, don't, do, don't you just want the Bears to win? I mean, do, do you need the drama of 7-10 and 10 or three wins? Aren't you tired of that? Tired. I know I am. I'm a, I mean, tired of it. I, we tell Shay this all the time. When, we, when we're done with the Bears game, we say, thank God there's a game of the week on CBS or Fox that's much better than the Bears game. I want the Bears to be in that upper echelon that we're the 325 game. We're the Sunday night football game in which we're playing well and it's good. Good. Not just, in, just, not just the beige Sunday matchups of the Bears against the Lions and the Bears suck again. Get tired of seeing that. Yeah, and I don't want to have, hey, we're in the hunt. Five and nine. I, no. I want it to go check. They've clinched the divisions. Oh, my God. Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Grand Crossing. Here's David on ESPN 1000 on Cap and J. Hood. David, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. What's uh, up, long David? Time listener. I've talked to you guys a couple times on this issue. Um, what I really wanted to kind of highlight is I don't think it's been talked about enough. It's the fact that Pose is not a warrant hire. Now, we can talk about this kumbaya between them and how he's got warrants for support. But at the end of the day, we all know if push comes to shove, Warren's going to be given the opportunity to hire, quote, unquote, his guy. The brother. So with that being said, with that being said, I've, I've heard you guys talk about all these what ifs. What if Caleb Williams is exactly who Justin Fields is right now? What if? Caleb Williams can't pass for over 3,000 yards. What if he's slow processing in the pocket? Mm-hmm. What Kaleeb. if he's a shorter version of Justin Fields? Now, David, let's that not means, do David. Let's not do that. Let's not do that crabs in the barrel thing with uh, with Poles and uh, and Warren. Let's hope they can get along. Now, I mean, it's looking good so far, guys. But all I'm saying is this: if Caleb Williams turns out to have the natural uh, rookie trajectory, which is some struggles in the first year or two. Mm-hmm. Where does that leave Ryan Pose? So what I would do, because I'm Ryan Pose, I'm going to protect myself. And I'll preface this by saying I'm a Justin Fields supporter, but mm-hmm. I'm a Bears fan. So I'll preface it with that. But I'm going to say this. Wouldn't it be smarter for Pose to trade out of that pick, get as many first-round talent guys out of this draft as he can, and then maybe be in a position to get Shador Sanders next year or – No, David, if you're going to just want to think of what would, if he's just in self-preservation mode, which he's not, 
then you take the rookie quarterback because you start the whole cycle over. No. if you tr- Let me just put it to you this way, David. If you pass on Caleb Williams, keep Justin, and you said, and get as many first-round talents out of this trip, I don't know who's got three and four number one picks that's moving up where you're getting all these first-round talents. You're not. You're getting future draft capital. And if Caleb Williams is who everyone says he is, guess what? You're getting fired. Your owner's calling you in and going, hang on a second. I hired you. We had the number one pick two straight years. There were two generational quarterbacks in the draft. One is C.J. Stroud. We didn't take him, and I'm okay with that because we were so bereft of talent. We made a good trade, and we actually got the number one pick the next year. And you didn't take the guy, and he turned into a star? Get out. Here's what I owe you. You're out. David, David, we appreciate the phone call. And we can sit down at JR's Lounge, by the way, in Grand Crossing and talk about this, David. <laughs> you t- I, I don't expect a split between Poles and Warren anytime soon. Seems like they're locked in. At least that's what it looks like right now. Everything I've heard is they are locked in. Period. All right, Dave, we appreciate the phone call. Now, you see, David leaves line open. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Ottawa, Illinois, here is Don on ESPN 1000 on Cap and J-Hood. Good morning, Don. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. But, um, I'm going to make this real quick. Um, I think the proper move here is to trade down, and I'll tell you why. First off, everything we're hearing about Caleb Williams is exactly what we heard about Fields when we first drafted him. No. All the no, absolutely the not. Okay, well, I disagree with you. But the, Don, he, went, he was the fourth quarterback taken. That means nothing. Bryce Young, you heard all the same things about him last year, and look look how well that worked out. Bryce Young is on a bad team. Did you hear the coach that they just hired who wanted that job? He said, that kid's generational. We'll get it out of him. Yes. Well, that that remains to be seen because they said the exact same thing about Fields. My point is is that Fields landed in the absolute worst spot he could. That's true. Agreed. So by everything I've read – so far, says that Manning is twice the quarterback of Jalen Williams. Who so you trade down? Arch Manning. Arch Manning. Damn. Arch Manning's not in the draft for like two more years, and he's playing. He's throwing five passes in his career. You don't know what he is. Here's my point. All right, you trade down. You bank multiple first round picks. You get that first round pick. You're, you're going to trade that pick. You're going to get this year's first round pick plus. A first round in 2025 and 2026 when Manning's supposed to come out, okay? You turn around, you trade that down, you build up those picks. When 2026 rolls around, you've got the the capital in the bank to be able to, even if you don't get, say, a top five pick, you're going to have two first round picks to be able to trade up to get Manning. If he's that good, Don, no one's going to trade with you. You can't, Let me ask you a question, Don. Why are you so willing? I don't really want to do this now. I'm willing to wait till 2026. F that. It's time to freaking win, man. And I think you can do that with Fields with a with a competent coaching staff around him for a change. That's fair. Uh, okay. That's uh, fair. Look at, at the way at the rate of going. You got as many first round busts as you have first round successes. So, if you wanted to take a quarterback 
say, take Michael Penix in the, in the second or third round, you could easily trade up to get a second pick. You know, so, get, what's, so tell me this down. What's wrong with Caleb Williams in your view? What's wrong with him? Actually, nothing. Um, my only thing is is that it's a crapshoot. It's a 50-50 shot no matter which way you go. All of and, it because it's the draft. All of it's a right, crapshoot. Right, exactly. But that being said, I'm more willing to take a chance on Fields being the quarterback we thought he could be with a competent coaching staff around him. And now he's got some tools in the bank to work with. If they turn around and, and um, fortify that offensive line to where he's not running for his life, now, granted, it's better than it was last year, but that's like saying you're valedictorian of your summer school class. Right. Don, that's a good call. We appreciate your phone call. Now, here, the, the last part of that, all right, he's a Fields guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's fine. That's a, that's a better, that is a better idea of saying stick with Fields, build around him, and say this is our quarterback moving forward rather than kicking the can down the road in, in, to 2026. Right, so if we have enough picks, we can get Arch Manning. <laughs> I'm telling you, people got to go back and retake high school economics because this is it's just opportunity cost. You have the number one pick right now, right now. Yeah. Why is it better to maybe have it in a couple years, but have to trade up for it? You got to love the couch couch GMs. You got to love them, man. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. If I offer you a million dollars today. Or I tell you, you might have the assets to get $100 million in five years. You take the million dollars today. It's a million dollars today. Yes. A million dollars today. I would take that, yes. Versus maybe getting a chance at $100 million down the road. And again, maybe. 50-50 chance, possibly. So So his idea of Justin Fields, and we sniffed him out, the Justin guy. And by the way, his plan is sound. Build around Justin Fields. Maybe he can be able to, uh, you know, Waldron and the rest of the Bears can unlock the mystery that is Justin Fields. Great. We're going to find out. But the idea of like, no, let's just get these picks and and roll the dice at 2020. By the time you get to 2026, you'll keep losing and everyone will be fired. Everybody. It's crazy. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We have Shot uh, No Shot coming away at 8 o'clock. With you till 10, then Mike Greenberg checks in at 10. Carmen and Yurko at from 12 to 3. Wallen Sylvie, 2.30 to 6.30. Black and Abdallah, 6.30 to 8. All part of the mix right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. All right, we got quick with these calls. We I want to get as many in here. Come on, bring it out. Uh-huh. Here is... <laughs> Are you, still, are you still here? You going to be here for these calls? I'm feisty. Okay. Dustin is in uh, northern Indiana on ESPN 1000. Dustin, good morning. Hey, morning, guys. How you doing today? What's good, up, thank Dustin? You. Hey, good. Hey, uh, love the show. Me and my son listen to it. I drop him off every morning, and he knows your guys' intro music by heart. I oh, yeah, appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, his teacher called me yesterday and said he told me to put some respect in his name. What was that all about? So, <laughs> <laughs> Some respect. He got a, I, he got a, he got some really good kick out of it. I told him what it was about. So uh, uh, appreciate the show, guys. I love it. 
Appreciate um, you. Uh, start off, I'm a huge, huge Fields fan. Cap, I'm with you. I was going nuts when we drafted him. Um, and I saw something last week that said, you know, had a comparison between Fields and Trubisky timeline about the same time. Uh, and, of course, Trubisky was killing him on everything except for rushing yards. So I had to look back and think to myself, why am I so enamored with Fields? And I think it is, for me at least, it was every like it was what everybody calls in about all the draft picks you can get. You know, if Fields is a guy, we can get Marvin Harrison Jr. We got a nine. We get another one next year, first round, and then a second round or whatever it might be. So I think that's what people probably are more enamored with is just the thought of him being number one, the quarterback for us, and all the other things you can get with keeping him. Dustin, we appreciate the telephone call. Thank you very much. You and your son. Valid points, man. Checking the show out. Tell your son thank you. Listening on the ESPN Chicago app, Cedar Falls, Iowa. Your partner was just there. Yep. Denise is on ESPN 1000. Hi, Denise. Hi. How are you guys doing this morning? What's up, Denise? How you doing? I'm doing good. I listen to you guys all the time, and I follow Cap on his podcast, and and you guys keep me up to date with the Bears things. But my question is... um, it seems like by all reports that Caleb and his dad are very empowered. You know, it's kind of not necessarily a new thing because it has happened where quarterbacks have said, I don't want to go to this team, and they end up getting to go to the team that they wanted, like Eli Manning. But my big question is, why would the Bears want to draft someone who doesn't want to be here? I mean, isn't the main thing to be bought in and all in on the team and what would the locker room and the coaches feel about bringing in a guy who doesn't want to be here look he will be paid insane money he will realize his dream of being an nfl quarterback he has never said he doesn't want to be here that's a lot of you know chatter that's out there guess what you don't get to pick where you go in the NFL. This isn't like, hey, I graduated from Northern Illinois University with a degree in accounting, and I want to be an accountant in Phoenix, Arizona. Go at it. You don't get to do that in football. You get paid stupid money. You go where you get drafted, and that's a fact. You see how powerful this show is and a trusted sports radio name in America, Colin Cowherd. We play a soundbite where he, he believes... Whether he hears it or not, he believes that Caleb Williams doesn't want to be in Chicago. And we get Denise to call and says, well, I'm concerned because it sounds like he doesn't want to be in Chicago. Right. <laughs> that's not a report. He never said that's that. That's not a report. But that's, that's how that works, though. Okay? Correct. The vicious cycle of the media. You put it in the atmosphere, and all of a sudden it becomes fact. Not a fact. Agree. Not a fact. Southside, Ray's on ESPN 1000. Hey, Ray, good morning. Hey, Captain Hoodie, man. Um, I usually just listen to you guys every morning, and um, I just listen. But today, man, I'm I'm kind of pissed off. Like fans are indirectly admitting that Fields is not good enough to pay forty million dollars a year annually. Like they're asking for us to get this bookend left tackle, get Marvin Harrison Jr. another number one receiver, get a top center. Like after you pay him forty million dollars, you're going to lose those guys. You're correct. Like, yes. Like his college career could be a microcosm of who he is. Like he went to Georgia. He competed with Jake Fromm, couldn't beat that guy out. Then he goes to Ohio State, where it's three future first-round picks, and he explodes. Like, yes, it's no doubt in my mind that if you bring Marvin Harrison Jr. and you drive Olu Fashano there, yes, he could probably compete. But that, like, the rebuild would be short. It's just like Philly, like Jalen Hurts. Like, I don't think that he's going to elevate that roster going forward. Like, they pay him, what, $45 million a year annually. Like, I don't think that he's good enough to make the Eagles a Super Bowl continue annually. Like, 
I don't know, man. I, I just don't get this fan base. It's like I went to a Bulls game two years ago, and they was getting, like, thrashed by 30 at halftime. And fans are, like, excited because people are doing backflips over tables at halftime. Like, this, 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 this is like an unserious sports town, and I'm just, like, fed up with it, man. You and I are on the same page, man, and I love this city. We are serious sports fans. We are serious sports fans. But a lot of the sports fans that uh, we encounter from time to time don't know what a winner looks like. A lot of these are post-Jordan fans, post-Payton fans, post-Super Bowl Shuffle fans. They don't know what their perennial champion looks like. Correct? Correct. So they go for the bread and circuses, the halftime show at the United Center. Correct. That's one of my favorite calls that I think we've ever gotten. He's right. (laughs) Like, it it just hit the nail on the head for, well, if you had Jamar Chase and prime David Bakhtiari on the left tackle position... Then if you had an all-pro defense, yeah, Jason if you just Kelsey said, I, wanna, I, "I actually took some medicine. I'm now 26, and I want to be a bear." <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> okay, we, let's go. We've got Aaron Donald at defensive tackle, and also we're going to add, uh, I don't know, Jalen Ramsey's going to play corner for us. Now Fields can compete. <laughs> we're bringing in Cooper Cup to play side by side with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore. Yeah. Damn. How about that, Joey G? Yeah, that was a great call. Hi, hello, Dave. What's up, Joey? How are you there, Jonathan? I'm okay. I'm a little. I'm about about one eighth hot at you, but we'll we'll get to it. Joey, Joey? I'm here. I'm one eighth hot at you, but about something we gotta that get you said. to. Shot or no shot? Yeah. Fire away. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Did Denver offer a package to all uh, the Bears? No. Nobody's offered anything yet. Okay. Then my statement is incorrect. I thought I heard yesterday that uh, Denver uh, made a... No, a that, that is with. just people speculating what they might be willing to give up. Would you like for them to? I guess that's the question, Joey. Would you like for them no. to? No. Uh, here, Sean Payton's one of the best quarterback coaches in the league. Is he not? Yes. Okay. So if he, they come after the number one pick at the Bears with a big package, that's going to tell Brian Poles... Keep your package and draft Caleb. Exactly. Joey, have a great weekend, man. We'll play the Sean Payton audio. Yes. Pretty amazing stuff. And the Joey G audio. We'll get to that within the framework of the show as well. Somebody said about us taking a shot at us. He did? We'll get to that. Shot or no shot in two minutes. Oh, wow. On Chicago's Home for Sports.